Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Big stories and even bigger guests. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Send your emails to Roy at uh, RoyGreenshow.com. Steve sends uh, this email, Roy, it's her child and she can do whatever she wants to. My son gets shots. Yes, he has autism. According to Jim Carrey, I must be a very bad parent. I don't really care what Jim Carrey thinks or anyone else except mom. So that's uh, Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. And we have a tweet here I want to read to you from uh, at UncertainClever. I'm sorry, but if you choose not to vaccinate for non-medical reasons, you're putting my baby at risk. No MMR until first birthday. So emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and uh, at the Roy Green Show for Twitter followers. Let us uh, – can we lock Rachel on, please? Just make sure you do that for me. And uh, we're going to take some calls here. Before I do that, though – uh, is there anything that you've thought about that you want to make sure that we get out and we say that you have an opportunity to say, Rachel, before we go to the calls? Um, I, I guess my biggest thing is um, what the government plans to do to protect my child and and her rights. You know, they're really concerned right now with protecting the rights of transgender um, and and Muslims, which, you know, all of these are very important, but why are they not concerned with protecting uh, the rights of my child? Uh, my, my guess would be government would turn around and say to you, uh, look at our policy, look at Bill 28. We want to make sure that all the kids are vaccinated, and that's, that's where they stand. Yeah, um, but then how are they I don't disagree. I don't people? disagree that your, right, your, your yeah. child has rights. I'm just saying that's where government is, and, you know, they can be intransigent. So then should we attend different schools? Should we maybe take a separate bus? Maybe, I don't think maybe so. we should build a different water fountain for it. I don't think so, but but let's take some calls. Let's see what uh, what people have to say. Angela is in Edmonton, Alberta. Hi, Angela. Hi. Go ahead, please. Uh, Rachel's oh, um, on the line. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is, I don't know what the concern is. Um, initially, I, 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 I thought, well, um, I don't know why she wouldn't get her child vaccinated, but you know what? She's right. It's her choice. It's her child. But the thing is, is if, if, if you have your child vaccinated, then what is the worry? The risk is for the non-vaccinated, not for the vaccinated. So I, I don't understand what the issue is. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What's the issue? It's interesting that you raise that because uh, I, I was I had a similar thought. Uh, if, if kids are inoculated against uh, an, a specific illness... Do they have the protection that they require, which would make your child less uh, no threat to them, Rachel? 
exactly. I, it doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, uh, and the comments that she's received are unconscionable. That's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. You're going to have to help me in the studio. Who was ever on the line just disconnected for me. This thing doesn't seem to want to work properly. So, Ray is in Toronto joining us on the Roy Green Show. Ray, go ahead, please. Yeah, hello. Yes, sir. I just wanted to make a couple of points. One, it's unfortunate that given the uh, audience you appear to have at the moment that we're not giving any shrift at all to the evidence that suggests that immunization is in fact an extremely good way to protect a large segment of the population and instead are focusing on what's an obvious gimme that uh, i mean bullying should not be allowed period under any circumstances right? with all the time that and effort we spend uh getting that message out right now it's unconscionable that, that it takes so you're ray you're siding with rachel right if i understand uh, you correctly except for the fact that for rachel to think that she has she has the right to have her child be invited to say I my child uh, invite I invites her child to a birthday party at a time during which there may be an outbreak of say something like mumps measles whichever and somebody and someone ends up getting that as a result of having been exposed to her child well she has no right well, then, now you're assuming. Now you're now you're assuming, Ray. You're assuming that Rachel would send her child to your <laughs> child's birthday party if she knows that her child has the mumps. No, no, no. How would she know if it's in the incubation period? She, it's she, she, obvious she would know. Okay, Rachel. Rachel, go ahead. Hold on, Ray. Go ahead, Rachel. It's it's pretty obvious when your child is sick. I take it very serious and. You know, yes, there might be a very slim chance that you are contagious before you uh, are aware of the illness. However, my child had chicken pox, and not one single soul knew. We did not leave the house. We did not risk it. So uh, you have to, and I can't speak for everyone, but you have to trust me that I take illness serious. And that is the same as the common cold. That is the same as hand, foot, mouth disease. That is the same as croup. Any of those diseases is a huge potential risk for immunocompromised individuals. So I respect illness. I respect the power of illness. And I respect the convalescent stage of illness. I do not give my child Tylenol to suppress a fever and think they are not contagious anymore. You don't give them gravel and, oh, they haven't puked and a couple hours they can go back to school no that is not how we and as a society that's what we need to address. so you're the it's responsible you're the responsible parent of the unvaccinated child i understand ray's concern uh, generically if if I, if I was out of having a birthday party for a little child and uh, other kids came i would want to know if there was a health hazard involved even even obliquely i would want to know and that's that's just a parental reaction that's, yeah, that's what that sure. is. That's just a parental reaction. Ray, thank you for the call, sir. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. Vaccinating children against MMR, against uh, you know, pertussis, and, and uh, being the parent who makes that decision and then is confronted by another parent who says, you deserve to have your child die, and that happened more than once to Rachel Who's on the uh, on the line with us? Uh, Maria in Calgary. Hi, Maria. Go ahead, please. 
Hi, my name is Maria, and I just want to support and thank Rachel for speaking about this. I have two kids, one who is vaccine injured and one who uh, was not vaccinated and enjoys perfect health. And um, I just want to say that for those people concerned about the unvaccinated, the same point that you guys already made. If your kid is vaccinated, what is your fear? If you trust that vaccination effectiveness, what is it to you? But my concern also lies with this bill. And I want to ask Rachel or you, Roy, for your opinion about this. Is there an analysis about the cost of this Bill 28? on the school system and who's going to absorb the cost of this logistics of tracking vaccination records and is this the job of an educational institution well they'll, they'll tell you that they can do it all online so it's you know it's probably not well, it would be labor it would be a labor-intensive uh, endeavor it would be yeah i was just thinking that i disagree with myself um it's 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 Fairly straightforward health and school mantra, what we're seeing in Bill 28. Mm -hmm. We want to know if your child, we want to preclude your child from having this particular illness and the way that we understand and know that it's going to, it's going to work and your child will not have this illness is if your child is inoculated and receives vaccines. That's, that's sort of the layman's uh, interpretation, my interpretation of, of, of what Bill 28 is saying, or at least the section that I read on the air. Would you agree with that, Rachel? I think what they're doing, because they've already had policy in place that's fairly similar, and as far as I understand, the only change that they're doing is they're involving the school. So before it was up to the public health nurse to have the list and to um, get that information, and now they're involving the school, and that's my concern because, um, you know, is the government saying to the small-town secretary, hey, oh, by the way, you, you can't share this list. Don't talk about it in the staff room. So, you know, that's my concern is it's just opening up uh, to, to allow more individuals to know and, and then the potential of what could happen. And, no, it's not necessarily going to happen, but I'm, I'd be willing to make a pretty large bet that it would happen. Maria so did, that's the big thing is why can't, they, why can't Alberta Health Services just be the one to do this? Why do they have mm. to get the schools involved? I just disagree with the educational system getting involved on aspects of life and privacy that have nothing to do with education. Yeah, particularly when you've got kids graduating from high school and they can't read and write. Mm -hmm. I wonder what your answer would be to people who would approach you and say, hey, but schools are the places where our children invest or spend most of their time Therefore, it's a public safety concern to know who's unvaccinated for that reason. What would you answer to that argument? I don't know. Um, I. You know, maybe I didn't explain my question very well, but, you know, there's people that say, well, they are getting the educational system involved, the schools, right. because that's where... The kids spend the majority of the time. Right. Well, a lot of it, yeah. Where I disagree strongly with that statement. I think that the schools have nothing to do with vaccination or even, for this matter, fluoridation, because they do that, too, to kids at the school. No, I agree, I agree that schools, uh, school systems are pulled into uh, 
kids' lives more and more. But there's also there are also parents who turn their children over to the school system, to the education system, and and don't really. Uh, I hate to say this, but teachers have told me this on the air. They don't seem to really care about their kids. Yeah, I they don't really care. They are not questioning what the school is doing. That's for sure. Yeah, and one one teacher said to me, a parent one parent came up to her and said, "You're not doing a good job of raising my child." <laughs> you know. Well, I guess then then if it lies upon all of us to take back that responsibility of being us, as right. Rachel said, being the ones who ensure the safety of our own children and other people around us. Maria, I have just one question for you. Did you yes. say at the beginning when you first started speaking mm-hmm. that one of your children was ill because of a vaccination? Yes, absolutely. I have a child with autism. He was typically developing before, and every time he had a shot, he had a reaction, and fell deeper into a regression, lost the language he had, and didn't speak for many years. So I'm very passionate about this, and I'm very grateful to Rachel for talking about it. Well, Maria, thank you very much for the call. Thank you for taking it. Uh, Can you stay a little longer, Rachel? What's that? Sorry, she was cutting in and out. I didn't hear much. Can you stay a little longer? Yeah. Okay, because we have more callers who would like to speak with you. We'll come back on the Roy Green Show on the Corliss Radio Network with Rachel and your calls at 1-800-263-2428. And the issue is vaccination of children who are of school age. Roy may be a lot of things, but shy isn't one of them. He never backs down from a good debate. This is the Roy Green Show on the Corliss Radio Network. Conservative Party Member of Parliament Michelle Rempel joins us in the next hour, and we'll talk about a petition that is uh, circulating on the government's website, and it's against MPs changing the rules, changing the rules of uh, the House of Commons as to how many days a week they sit and how often the Prime Minister shows up to answer questions. Canadians don't like the idea of Maybe four days for MPs and one day for the Prime Minister. Rachel is with us. Her uh, child is not vaccinated, and uh, you've been hearing why. And I just want to read, Rachel, if I could, if I can get this thing to work properly. I just want to read you a a line from an email that came from uh, Dave. Uh, Roy, I respect Rachel's right to not vaccinate her child, but I wonder if your guest would reconsider if all unvaccinated kids had to attend the same school without the rather huge benefit of being surrounded by the protection of a large number of vaccinated kids. I've seen that question a couple of times on emails in the last hour. What do you say to that? Well, you know, I think there's there's more to life than fear. And um, because of the situation we're in, I have not had but any uh, choice but to research and find alternatives and find possible uh, treatments or prevention, and I feel that's my my duty as a parent uh, for the safety and health of my child. And I I don't actually believe in herd immunity. It was proven in cattle. It was never proven in in humans in vaccinated populations. 2011, there was an outbreak in Quebec, a measles outbreak in a 96% vaccinated population. But yet in cattle, you only need 70%. So at 96%, and they didn't even have highly 
um, you know, unvaccinated pockets of people. So it's not a guarantee. And even if my child was vaccinated, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust it. I still would research. I still would find other ways of, you know, gee, you know, Dr. Klenner found a hundred percent success rate treating polio with vitamin C. So I'm not saying that it is a for sure, but what I'm saying is we owe it to the immunocompromised. We owe it to the unvaccinated. We owe it to the, to people to further research this. And what if, what if there's a benefit to these diseases? What if my child can be protected from ovarian cancer by getting mumps? What if she can be protected from brain cancer by getting measles? What if? What if we don't know what we think we know? What if, what if science was wrong? You know, bloodletting was a pretty common practice. What if we have more to learn? Uh, Debbie in Toronto. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Roy. Um, I support Rachel. Rachel, I have three children. They're all in their middle 20s now. None of them were vaccinated. They all um, had healthy lives. Very seldom were ever sick. I had the support from the elementary school and the, and the high school that if there was ever an outbreak, they, they knew that my three children were not vaccinated. And if there was ever an outbreak of measles or mumps, that they knew that my children were to be sent home immediately. And so I'm just saying... Like I say, they're in the middle 20s now. They've never had a problem. And so I really support you. Well, I'm glad that you didn't encounter the, the cruelty. That's, it, 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 it makes me happy that it's possible. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I decided for, for health reasons not to vaccinate my children. But and, really, uh, should it matter? And, and, and should it matter what your right reason is? Um, the only person that, that did not support me, believe it or not, was my family doctor. But I overrode him, and I disagreed with him, and I went with it anyways. And you know what? Thank my lucky stars that they're, like I said, in their middle 20s now. And, in fact, my kids have been less sick throughout their life than most kids that I know had that have been vaccinated. Do you have a piece of advice to give to Rachel but, uh, based on your experiences? You know, just, just, you know, just keep on going. And, 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 and just you do what you feel is right for your child because, you know what? You're, you're their mother. You've got the, you've got a gut instinct. You know what's best for your kids. Debbie, thanks for the call. Okay. Have okay. a great Sunday. Bye bye. Rachel, thank you for uh, for sharing your experience and your your story. It's going to have a lot of people thinking, and there'll be a, a lot of dinner tables tonight where um, this issue is going to be brought up because people will have heard it and it's important to talk about and probably a big issue in some people's families. And and uh, so thank you again. And I Thank hope we you. can we can have you back on the show to talk about this another time. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. We'll come back in just a minute.